When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene. We are also part of Ampire Media, media at AmpireMedia.com. I'm Wole, joined by my co-host, Ray Jeezy. What's going on, Ray? Hey, what's good, Wole? Lou Peterson, what's good, bro? Oh, uh, Lou, are y'all here? Hey, oh, Lou, shoot. We we what's up, Lou? Together, my <laughs> got to, my guy. What it, what it do, Lou? What it hey, do? Hey, Lou, what's, go what's going on with DMV Sports, my guy? We got the Wiz. We got the Commanders. Who's winning out here? I'll tell you what. Howard Basketball, they winning. And, and look like Gary Antoine Russell about to have a big 2024. I'm just saying, because Lou, he on that boxing tip, baby. Yeah, let's, but, let's hey, but yo, Lou a Cowboys fan, though. So you can't say, like, Commanders with Lou. Lou a Cowboys fan, dog. I'm just talking about the DMV. <laughs> Lou, Lou, he's DMV all day. From, from he is, though, all day. To Laurel, baby. From yeah. Southeast D.C. to Southeast Laurel, baby. Let's oh, go. man, them basketballs, <laughs> man. You already know, man. Memories, bro. The three-on-three, Lou. <laughs> Let them know our three-on-three hooping. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Even we had to call back Bryce back in the day. We used to have some music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's when I could hoop, man. When I was playing with Lou, I could hoop, bro. But respect to Lou, because oh, yeah. Lou was out there playing in his 40s, and he was good. He could hoop, man. I'm, yeah, I'm hoop, struggling man. in my 40s. I passed the ball a lot these days. Man, yeah, props to Lou, because Lou's cardio was something mean back then. Now we like we get we getting Lou's flowers. We're going to do that. Y'all might not know who Lou is. We're going to get Lou's flowers. Yeah, hey, Lou's cardio is me, bro. Channel too, man. Yeah, yeah, light skin bro. Lou, live with yeah. light skin Lou. Yeah, dope boxing content. One of my favorite episodes, Lou, was uh, when you had uh, Shushu on the show, man. He mm -hmm. he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I don't like top rank, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I I mean I like top rank, but then again I don't. But uh, Oshaki just signed with top rank, by the way. Oshaki Foster, so shout out to mm -hmm. him, man. He got that he got, got the bag. But yeah, man, uh, Bruce Carrington, that's Shushu. Nobody knows it, but. I think he's up and coming, but shout out to all the DMV fighters, man. Check out Lightskin Lou, man. Yeah, they are, he said he know, man. Them three on threes was lit, man. We used to wait to everybody leave. We got we had the gym to ourselves. We used to have man. We used to go for a minute, bro. A minute. Pause. Oh man, if y'all listen to us, y'all don't know. Y'all don't even know. What you say? You said pause. You said we used to go for a minute, but go ahead though, bro. You pause. Guys. Right, pause. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate the pause, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Anywhere I mentioned Empire Media, Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kahn Report, hosted by ESPN, Washington Commanders Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA, USA Today Insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search The Urban Sports Scene. 
Hey, listen, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. My bad, Wale. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube right now, of course, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit us up on X at Urban Sports C, hit us up on IG at Urban Sports C. And of course, check out our FB Facebook page. We just got a like on Facebook. Listen, we out here heavy, fam. You got to check us out. Also, yeah. go to <laughs> footballgarbagetime.com, check out our picks. I know, Wale, I'm going out of order. I'm getting okay. it out, of, out the way. Wale's coming up with his picks. He picked Washington Law. Stop picking them, brother. Uh, I barely pick them. Don't do that. I barely pick them. It's <laughs> Football Garbage Time versus Urban Sports Seed Challenge. Just check out footballgarbagetime.com. Shout out to those guys, Hakun Wong, and of course, Ryan, Wole's adversary. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. He is my adversary. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, you mentioned the, uh, the Facebook page already? I did. Okay, so you said I went out of order. You called me off guard. Like, you was all right. We just talking about going out of order. You was in order. Yeah, dude. because you said also join our Urban Sports Team Facebook group. Just search Urban Sports Team. You ain't say that yet, but hey, check oh, out there. Oh, yeah, that, that you talking about. Yeah, just you're right. That they, yeah, I do it. Then I will do that. Also, join our Urban Sports Team <laughs> group. Search Urban Sports Team, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. All right, man, let's get into our tradition of the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the commanders losing to the Seattle Seahawks in their upcoming game against the New York Giants. Then 8.30, we'll debate whether Eric Bieniemy should be the next head coach for the Washington Commanders. And finally, at 8.45, we'll discuss if Bilal Kolobali should be inserted into the Washington Wizards starting lineup. All right, Ray, but first, Ray, um, we, you would get a chance to be on the, uh, our post-game show for all Burgundy and go everything. So I am really intrigued to, to see what you have to say about uh, the game on Sunday. In a close game, the Washington Commanders fell to the Seattle Seahawks 29-26. Uh, Ray, um, what were your thoughts on Washington's performance? There are people, like I mentioned before, remember the post game where you, Doug, and myself, where people were calling, <laughs> people were calling Washington the, the moral victory champions or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what? I don't believe in moral victories either. I just said, if you're a fan of the team or you cover the commanders, you can't be mad at that, at that game. On the road, hard fought in an environment like Seattle. Sam Howell, again, proving his worth. EB proving his worth. I feel like the defense, they had their moments. It's just they they needed one additional stop. Also, Joey Sly, he dropped the money, my friend. I think he's the one that's kind of skating by right now in terms of fans talking about what mm -hmm. went wrong. Uh, if he doesn't miss early on, might be having a different discussion. But maybe it doesn't change the outcome. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the mindset is different. Yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah. Different. I agree. No. The, 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 that agree. mental piece is real, man, in no, terms of how right. you approach the game. But mm -hmm. I was impressed with how the team performed. You just came up a bit short, but it's just in a bad spot during the season where – you still trying to get hot, and you want to make a, a potential playoff run. I don't care what people think about the team. That's that's the goal, and I feel as though they played pretty well. I feel as though the running game could be a, a bit better. It could be a bit more used in the first half especially, but overall, man, I like what the commanders did against the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, you heard about her, her and me talk about it, but since for this audience, um, I'm, I think the defense is trash. Uh, I know race, there's a, I think they're just flat out trash, uh, just in terms of what they've consistently are doing and in how everything schematically set up. And we saw Mayo on Smith, uh, Jigba, yes, in Jigba, um, it's Jigba for the end of silent. Um, Smith Jigba, uh, we saw him on him, and that's a mismatch. You can't have Jackson Smith, Jack Jackson, I'll call him Jackson for that for right now. You can't have Jackson, um, Mayo on Jackson at all, period. You know what I mean? Like, that makes no sense. That's a mismatch in any stretch of the imagination. That dude cannot cover. So why would you have him on a guy from one of the better wide, one of the better rookie wide receivers 
coming out of the draft and why would you have him on him so i think that's schematically schematically that's a problem with your defense coordinator so it's just it's the same old same old like at the end of the day like this defense is what it is and yeah. um they give up explosive plays uh you had you know you had st juice getting expo- exposed by dk metcalf um i know people complain about the pi called it was a pi like you know it, you could you say it's petty maybe but it was a pi at the end of the day, like if you watch uh Juice St. Juice often, he holds a lot, like he grabs and holds. That's his game, like he does that a lot. He gets a holding call and he grabs, he's very touchy. So, I mean, I, I just feel like you know, going in, you're putting a lot on Sam Howell to be better than a rookie quarterback. Like, you're trying now, they're trying to like graduate him to like one of the better quarterbacks in this league, and he's playing well. But you don't, if we coming into the season, we Ray, we talked about this, like. If you were asked us, any of us that he was gonna play this well, we'd be like, dang, like, all right, Washington would be a really good team. We're gonna play this well. But, oh, I called it. I called yeah, but it. you I called it, it, but we would we would oh you would think they would be better off. Be oh, better 100%. off. Be a better off team. Like a lot look at some of the pundits. They were having they thought Sam Howard Beach would have a vicious struggle. Like if you look at the stats, he's he's the he's the leading passer in the NFC, you know what I mean, in terms of yardage. So I just feel like this defense has set them back. You have one sack against Geno Smith, who tends to hold the ball, who's not he doesn't get the ball out of his hands quick. You had one sack. You didn't bring any pressure on him like that. Um, and the only sack was Jonathan Allen. Um, we talked about this team, and we talked, we, I mean, we had a heated discussion on our on our pregame show about the pass rush, but like this, like you got you got rid of two dudes and you still having the same problem. And to be honest with you, it's much worse. Like it's much worse. So I just think that, yeah, if you're looking at for me watching Commander games, I'm like, I just want to see EB and Sam Howe. Like, I feel like that's the most consistent two that I get to see, like any offense. Like EB because it represents the old offense. Sam Howe, he's the quarterback, so he dictates who gets the ball. But in terms of the defense, you want, you get, you're going to get what you get. Like, they haven't changed anything to a point where you could say they're turning the corner. And in this Seattle game, they didn't turn the corner. Like, this team was getting explosive plays. This team – was still able to drive the length of the length of the field. You just want this defense to rack on a couple of three and outs because, and they're not doing it. And you know, I'm interested to know your thoughts also in the game of like the Emmanuel Forbes being ejected in the game. Like, did you think? Oh, that, that was, was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go there, though, before yeah. I go there, I just want to say this because it's been a lot of discussion about should the Commanders make a change amongst the coaching staff. And I'm watching the Raiders make a change. I'm not saying mm-hmm. midseason changes are always the the spark that's going yeah. to change the season or turn your season around. But what I'm saying is the Raiders made a change and they've been undefeated since. We saw the Bills just make a change. Ken Dorsey let go. We've yeah. seen multiple changes around the league. Coordinators, why are fans acting as though it wouldn't make a difference if, if there was a, a change made, especially Jack Del Rio? That's the name that's been coming up across social media. I know mm-hmm. we got listeners all across every social media platform. That's what I want to hear. What would be wrong with them making a change, especially considering the expectations that this defense had and all of the good players that the team started with? And then mm-hmm. you lose Chase and Montez, but they still are a talented defense. Now, getting to the ejection, I'm with everybody else. Um, yeah. Emmanuel Forbes, he's probably going to get five. He posted right out that I've seen like way worse hits, way worse, and, sure. and people didn't get ejected. And it came from New York. I told you guys that yeah. in the group chat. I'm like, the referees who were officiating the game did not even kick him out so yeah. I, I don't understand it I, I didn't get it and in a way i felt as though it was a bang bang play he wasn't trying to be dirty it was helmet to helmet though so i, yeah. I, was, I wasn't mad at the call but i was mad at the ejection no doubt no yeah doubt. I, I saw that like you saw worse you saw you saw something much worse when um 
you watch the game with Logan Thomas. Yeah. Like, Logan Thomas got dude didn't get ejected. Nope. And that was work. And he he intended to, to do some damage. Like you he intended. You can see it. Like uh I think it's Jackson. I think yeah, Jackson. Jackson for the Broncos, safety for the Broncos. He intended to do damage with Logan Thomas. It wasn't like he he was trying to put some he tried he was trying to put a real hit on him. Um so I don't I'm with you. I still I just think that the inconsistency of calls um are kind of like kind of get get they get at me. I don't know if Emmanuel Force would 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 do would fare better than a than than a Saint Juice. I would think you. I mean, I would I would hope you would because I, I I believe in Emmanuel Forbes. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought I thought that kind of gave you that eerie that weird feeling. Like okay, here we go again. Here we go. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you're like okay, this going hurt. This this can hurt. You know what I'm saying? So when that happened, that was the only thing that came to my mind. I was like ah. Uh, this might happen again. This may be a bad loss. Like it Listen, may be. Think about recent history of this team, this franchise playing in Seattle. Remember mm-hmm. the Todd Collins playoff game? Yeah. You had no offense. You're going up against Matt Hasselback, Sean Alexander, team that's one expected one, to go, uh, compete for. That's one better goal. than that. Yeah, it's going before that one. But go ahead, though. There's the one before <laughs> that one. The one before that, where Carlos Rogers threw and dropped that pick. Everybody, if he had caught that pick. This team could have been going something special. That's the one you should really mention. <laughs> talk about the one with Todd Collins. You mean you talking about the one that Carlos like Rogers? Yeah, bro. that's the one. Cause they were shutting. They had hurt. Uh, what's the name? Um, uh, Sean Alexander and everything. Like they didn't. That game looked good. That game was promising. You don't do that. If you gonna meet, if you gonna mention the one, that's the one to mention. Not the Todd Collins joint though. <laughs> I'm just saying. In terms of offensive performance. That yeah, was the best you. offensive performance I've I've seen in a while that this team was able to put on in in Seattle. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, it's been yeah, some painful I, it's been some painful memories in Seattle, bro. Sleepless in Seattle was real around Washington. Yeah, I know. You see, it's it's part, it's part of the t- it's part of it's actually the title out here on the on this pod. Sleepless hey, in Seattle. You, you know what I'm saying? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just saying, yeah, I'm with you, bro. It is sleepless in Seattle. I'm still I'm still not. Yeah, like. This game, this game was winnable because I didn't think it was going to be winnable, but it was winnable. Like it was every very game winnable. is winnable. Wale, stop it. Look, you know what I'm saying? look, man. If you want to transition sort of to the Sam Howe discussion and um, yes. Oh well, we, we already kind of are talking about Sam Howe in a way. No, go, um, go, go to go to Sam Howe. Go to Sam Howe. Well, what like, I want to say actually, is, let me play is, is this actually. But all right, before you go there, did you? All right, like did you, all right? What was your thoughts? Uh, hold on. What were your thoughts on this play though? Hold on. We were your thoughts on this play, and I'm gonna let let this let, let's, let's see it happen real quick though. All right. All right. When he hit Diami, so all right, bro. What were your thoughts when you saw that play? Like when he hit Diami out there? Again, I just, I just, I was like, Sam is that dude? Like social yeah. media was lighting up. I was lighting up. I was lighting up, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I was, I was screaming. I was screaming this mug, bro. Here's what it is: when you give him time, that's what you get. Yeah. When you I protect agree, that guy, that's. I mean, most quarterbacks, of course, you say you give them time, they're gonna light up. No, still. I mean, you could, you could, you could predict. You in could that predict moment, Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson, he ain't doing nothing. Go ahead, though. In that moment, <laughs> you're right. In that moment, though, yeah. on the road in a hostile environment. Yeah. And, and he fa- right. he finally found Diami. We were waiting for that. Many of yeah. us knew that connection was coming, like yeah. fantasy football, baby. The connection. If, if they were just if they were just a little bit more cohesive during the season, baby, we we'd be seeing that should have been like the third or fourth touchdown true. connection between them. True, true. He's true, missed homie. he's missed Diami by that much yeah, several true. times. But again, yeah. in that moment, it shows that he not only has the physical tools, but he has the mental. He has the mental edge to do it. So that that's what excited me. But what I want to know from the fans is, and I want to get your thoughts is, 
when Sam Powell doesn't perform well, the offense doesn't perform well. EB gets blamed. You compare him to Scott Turner. However, when they perform well, uh, it's more so um, Sam Howell more than EB. EB's, he, he's overcoming EB's play call. He's overcoming this. What is what, What's up with that, man? The, the numbers speak for themselves. And, and again, we keep going to Mahomes' numbers. They've dipped. So I'm just wondering why fans seem to be slow to want to uh, anoint Eric Bieniemy as this guy that has turned around an offense that has struggled. And we couldn't even sniff 30 in D.C. for, for, for some time. Yeah, I don't know, man. And it's something we want to talk about later, but I, I, I just feel like like people have their favorites. Um and they they have their reasons. And I, we can and I'll get in detail about that later. They have their okay. reasons. Um, but in terms of Sam Howe and his play, I just feel like, you know, we're talking about three games in a three games in a row where he's over three hundred yards. Uh again, like you said, Ray, in a in a game where there was a secondary like this, like the Seattle Seahawks arguably had one of the better secondaries of football and young good secondary players, especially the kid out of Illinois and Witherspoon. Um, and you saw how, you know, how they play, you know, how they played in the first, the first, you know, the first three quarters of how that secondary was looking. And it was kind of hard for like Jahan and Terry to get separation uh, from those DBs and just to come up clutch in that last quarter, knowing that your team needed you, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people thought that, and I said this even in our other, on our other show, the pregame, I didn't, I wasn't sure he was going to get 300 yards and he, he got 300 yards with three touchdowns. Um, and in terms of like the, you know, the EB play call and whatnot, I know a lot of people want to run the football, but you know, when you got running backs like Brian Robinson Jr., he, he didn't run the football. And if you look at his average yards to carry, it wasn't like the best anyway. But you, but even, but for EB still found a way to utilize him, and EB and Sam Howe found found a way to utilize Brian Robinson, especially in the past game. He had six six receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown from a running back for a so called for a so called powerhouse running back had that type of performance. You know what I'm saying? Like a, you don't usually look at a Brian Robinson and think that he's a guy who can catch the ball out the backfield, but he utilized you know, but EB and Sam Howe utilized his skill skill set. And he, you know, he was very dangerous in, in the past game. So, and you saw what Antonio Gibson did in the past game with that touchdown reception. So, to me, I feel like to your point, Ray, I just feel like, well, again, we'll talk about it. But EB has done a great job. Like, compared to what we saw last season um, and to this season, EB has, done, like, has done a great job. Because you told any, like, dog, we saw, bro, people have revisionist history, revision, like, are in revisionist history or their memory or whatever. But, like, People before the season started, everybody was saying like, "Yo, EB's gonna struggle. They may struggle because he's got a young quarterback, and you got a so-called a first-year play caller." EB's was calling plays in Kansas City. They kept saying that he was a first-year play caller, whatever. That he that he would struggle. None of them dudes with with with. with if, if you had to tell, if you said in the beginning of the season, Washington would be averaging about three or th- about close to three to four points more than they did last year, right? Um, they're in the middle in offense in total yards and offense. They were in the bottom half. They're in the middle in total yards and offense with a rookie quarterback. None of you do. None of these dudes would. would none of these dudes would, would, would say that. Would come out and say that. Eb's doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like yeah. I mean Sam Howe deserves a lot of credit, but the Eb does definitely has to play a part in that. Like people got to give him his flowers as well. Hey, you you don't have to argue for me, brother. You know what I'm saying? So like, but yeah, like, so Ray, you mentioned this. Like, I want like we're still talking about Sam Howell, man. Um, Ray, you talked about this before the season, but Sam Howell continues to light the league on fire. Ray, you said, like I said, you said in the beginning of the season, you said that Sam Howell was the first or second best. Would be the I think he would end up the second best. I I still think Jalen. You had to give it to Jalen right now. All right. 
Hurts is still number one in my eyes. So, so right, so, so right, so we're at Sam B right now. I got Sam right there, number two, bro. I mean, because two. because of of his his uh, development this season, yeah. his growth from from the end of last year to now. Also, you got to think about the years that Dak has with him. So I feel like we we kind of grading Sam on a curve, and mm -hmm. that's what this is where I expected him to be. Honestly, mm -hmm. I expected him to be the second best quarterback in the NFC. So I just thought he would have led his team to more wins. Although he can't control everything, of course, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know he he would like to have a few throws back, some interceptions from earlier in the year, yeah. but at the same time, man, again, where he is and at this stage of his career, I got him right there in second best quarterback in the division. Um, uh, that played well in Philly, though. Go he played well in Philly. I will give him that. Yeah, Doc has been so. All right, so actually, I'm gonna pull them pull this up, uh, but I'll do I'll do that later. But in terms of so looking at first, so I'll pull up so I'll show, I'll pull up some stats real quick. So Sam Howe has has uh, has about twenty. He's passed for two two thousand seven hundred eighty three yards, seventeen touchdowns, nine interceptions. He has a quarterback rating of ninety one point five completion percentage of basically roughly let's say sixty seven percent. Jalen Hurts uh, twenty uh, two thousand three hundred forty seven, fifteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, quarterback rating of about ninety seven. Uh, completion percentage of 68.9. He has seven rushing touchdowns. The, the Philly push is, is amazing. It's immaculate. Uh, Dak Prescott has 2,415 yards, had 17 touchdowns, six interceptions, completion percentage of 70%. And also his quarterback rating is, is at 105. So, you know, looking at the stats, you're going to argue, some people are going to say, look at the ratings. They're going to say that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott are the better quarterbacks, but I do think there's we have to put thing in it, put everything in its in its context, right? Like those dudes don't have the offensive line that Sam Howell has to deal with. So Sam Howell is putting up numbers like this with a porous offensive line. Um, those dudes don't; those dudes are protected by good defenses. Sam Howell has to kind of run the team, right? He is he is the leader of this team in terms of like they rely on Sam Howell to play well because we've seen games where Dak hasn't played well, but the defense has kind of showed up against good competition. Right. Right. Um, same with the Eagles, the Eagles, same with the Eagles, like Jalen may, I mean, Jalen may have not had the best game, but he has, his defense has been kind of lights out to a point to, kind of, to a point where they've consistently bailed him out in certain situations. Sam Howe has to play great for this team has to play at a high level for this team to win games. Like he can, at this point in time, he cannot play average football to win games. And I feel like that's a lot of pressure compared to what any of these other dudes had to have, have to deal with. Could these dudes deal with the offensive line that Washington had, had put out there and still have productive numbers? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> that's a good question, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm not even biased, though. That, that's the uh -huh. wild part. Yeah. Um, I'm not biased at all. It's just what I've seen out of Sam Howe, what I saw out of him in college. And my man Couch Coach Live came on last week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He said the same thing. He's, he's following since high school. Um, yeah. everybody after that touchdown throw you something, what they post? Sam uh, Howell is him, he's him, he's him, yep, he's him. Yep. Um, again, you can't always find quarterbacks who at that stage of their career can also have a mental toughness. You see, the team I root for, Desmond Ritter had a difficult time bouncing back, and, and the turnovers continued because it was mental, man. He was struggling yeah. when you when you win it, it feels good, but you really tested during times of adversity. And Sam Howell right. always is a leader, too, he's not right. just somebody who 
is able to bounce back from a bad throw or from an interception, he also takes accountability after the game and say, you know what? Like, even the throw that you thought Jahan should have caught at the end of that Philly game, yeah, he said, if I can get that ball back, I would have made a better throw. Yeah. And, and, and again, that, that's, that's leadership qualities, baby. Yeah. Not everybody does that. Um, I saw Aaron Rodgers on many times throw his receivers oh under the bus, even some of his better receivers because – and because of ego, um, but Sam is not that guy, man. Um, unfortunately, I feel like Rob, as much as I love Robert Griffin III, I think well, ego got in his way at, Easily, at one bro. point. That's, not, that's the truth, though. That's the truth, though. That's the truth. I'm, right. I'm just saying I don't want to be too harsh on him because he did a lot of good things uh, as a rookie, and he, he yeah, and and in a way revived his franchise at one point in time as well. And his career ended up ending here for real against Seattle, if you look at it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not being funny. But I'm just saying. I knew you were here to say. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I mean, if you look at the, the history of quarterbacks here, outside of maybe Kirk, man, this is a guy yeah. that you want to have representing your team in front of the media. And and you want him to be the face of the franchise, so to speak. I think so. Yeah. So in terms of we had a poll on, on X, uh, where do you rank Sam Howell in the NFC East? Uh, 39% had first, uh, 44% had second, and, third, uh, and 17% had third. No one had last. So that's good, right? No, no one, had, <laughs> no one had him last. Yeah, I do think. I mean, the argument. I, I mean, I feel like, like off the off of what Jalen did last year and what he continues to do this year. I think it's true. Like, I wouldn't be mad you having. You should have Jalen over Sam Howell. In conventional thinking, you should have Jalen over Sam Howell. But I do think that people should also put in context that Sam. Well, if you put Jalen here in DC, do you think Jalen has the same type of success? And I don't think so. I don't think so. I just think that again. Well, EB, I, well, EB probably would do certain things to help him out, but I don't know. But this offensive line, like Jalen holds the ball, like he holds the ball. But again, he can, he's allowed to hold the ball because his offensive line is so good. Sam Howell can't hold the ball. They have to kind of change things up, more quick game and whatnot, because and get the ball out there quick because the, the offensive line is bad. So it's a little different. Their situations are totally different. They're both mentally tough guys. Jaylen I Hurts do though. I dealing, agree. He's I dealing agree. with that Philly media. He took Very them to true. a Super Bowl and had Very them, true. I mean, on the Very verge true. of winning. Really, defense cost him that game, if you look at it. Yeah, and that, still, that game, he, yes. he, he takes a pummeling in the media for whatever reason. If, yeah. the, if the Eagles lose, he's the fall guy, typically. Max, bro. Uh, AJ right. Brown, who, at least from my vantage point, didn't make a lot of noise in Tennessee. Now, he seems to speak out <laughs> or he seems to be animated oh, on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. You talking makes, about like, oh yeah, definitely. He's talking way well, he just, more. His behavior has changed since he's been on the Eagles, at least from my again from my perspective. You're and right. Jalen Hurts has handled it, handled it like a pro. So I think they both yeah. mentally tough. Jalen Hurts has overcome a lot of adversity in his career. He knows the bright lights. I can't say he wouldn't succeed here. He can make plays with his legs. He does hold the I football, agree. but uh, Sam Howell, I just I, I just can't give him an eye right now over Jalen Hurts. But if you look at the numbers though, in terms of passing yards, who's first? Oh, yeah, well, Sam Howell. But yeah. uh, I think Sam was a better throw of the football than Jalen Hurts. I just think, like you said, though, I, I do think that Jalen is a – I mean, as a football player, you can, you can make the argument that Jalen's a better football overall football player than Sam Howell. And I don't think that's nothing wrong by saying that right now. But I think – I think, but, again, this is – this is if you told me who had a better rookie year in the NFL, oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's Sam Howell. Like, so in, in terms of his progression, if we're going off that alone, and Sam Howell eventually will be better than Jalen Hurts. Let me just tell you, Wole, as a, as a Commander fan and all the Commander fans that are watching are going to watch this, you need to appreciate Jalen Hurts. Because Jalen Hurts was, was removed from a game that was going to stop Washington from going to that Oh, yeah. I appreciate him. I appreciate him. And I, and I appreciate Doug. Fe- so appreciate no, that guy. No, no. I don't appreciate him. I appreciate Doug Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> he played Nick Sudfield. Like, I, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. I appreciate <laughs> Doug Peterson. That's what I appreciate. 
No Jalen played, he would have had no mercy on my squad. I appreciate Doug Peterson for making that hey, call. And, and, and Commander fans, y'all better be lucky we're not mentioning Chase Young. Because speaking of Doug Peterson, <laughs> he, he, he saw Chase Young up, up close and personal. But we ain't going to go there today. We ain't going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Washington is uh, Washington's four and six. Uh, and we, we we all thought this team would be slightly better. Like I mentioned, Ray, we were talking about this team. They're, if it, like we're talking about this team's defense. Uh, would be one of the top defenses in the NFL, top 10. Um, and then, you know, we didn't expect this offense to be like this, um, an offense that can score over 20, close to 30 on, you know, right now at this point in time, pretty consistent in terms of mid-20s and in uh, 30s. Um, have we overrated this team's talent or is it just coaching? Uh, it's difficult to say because, this core group of players has been with this coaching staff uh, throughout the tenure. I'm talking about the Bama wall, mm-hmm. um, as well as, um, she's the, the defensive backs. I don't know what cam curl and, uh, what's my man name from Kansas city. I can't even think of his name right now. I'm losing my mind. What, um, what, last week, about? um For, what players? Kendall Fuller. Oh, there we go. Oh, Fuller. Um, I'm, so sorry. I'm just yeah, saying sorry. This, this core group of players, Kendall Fuller, cam curl, the Bama wall, they, they, this, this core defensive group has been with this coaching staff uh, for, for mm-hmm. multiple seasons. So um, it's difficult to say if they're being put in the right position, but I know that the coaches emphasize the job and uh-huh. that's, that's <laughs> my issue with the coaches. So if I'd lean one way, I'm, I'm probably going to say it's, it's the coaching staff because um, you have to make adjustments and mm-hmm. I don't know if in-game adjustments always occur or they always occur at the right time. So if I had to, if, if I had to pin it, I'm looking at two defensive coaches that can't get a defensive football team to perform at the level that everybody thinks they should. So, yeah, I think it's the coaches, bro. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely think it's the coaches. So, all right, let's, let's go to the Giants game because we got to speed some. We got to speed this segment up. So, the Giants, uh, they will travel to, to FedEx to take on the Commanders. Um, in the first game against the uh, in the first game in the first game against the Giants, the Commanders lost fourteen to seven. Do you think and EB? That's probably EB's worst game, right? So, yeah. do you think EB will have a better game plan against the Giants this time around? This time around, one hundred percent. It's just a matter of if the Giants come out to play. The Giants are one of the teams that yeah. they don't – Definitely coach the staff. We'll just talk to Timothy. Oh, definitely, no doubt. Yeah. I appreciate definitely coach the staff, bro. Speak, um, I appreciate you, Timothy. I think, I think the Giants are one of these teams that they're not going to lay down to a division opponent. So while this season is definitely over, unfortunately, sorry, Mo, um, <laughs> they're not going to lay down. So if the Giants yeah. come out again and they hit you in the mouth, I want to see how EB responds. Uh, yeah. EB does tend to be pass happy. We've seen that. I would yeah. like a little more balance, just like most other fans. Even yeah. if it's not as effective as maybe some of us would like to see, you got to stick with it, I think, because at some point, Sam Howe could even benefit further from a, a good running game. Right now, he's having a good season. He's throwing the ball a ton. So if you yeah. mix in a, a strong running game, I think that'll make a big a, a big difference for him. It'll take some of the responsibility and load off his shoulders. So help your young quarterback out. But again, the Giants come out strong. What are you going to do? I would love to see you make good in-game adjustments. And stay consistent. Stay consistent with with, with trying to ha- have a balanced approach. So Timothy, Timothy also said EB will turn the notch up, and we we have to produce. Um, so for me, I, I expect him to, I, I expect him to change. I, I expect EB to be fine in this game. Uh, it depends. Like I'm all about do whatever it takes to win the football game and move the football. Um, I obviously I've always leaned on running the football, but also I've seen uneven over even. With the other the other offensive coordinator, that if you're not productive running the football, like you're not getting a good chunk of yards and on first and second down, and you have your team in third and long, 
you want to kind of get yourself out of that situation. So if, this is my thing. If you want to run the football, fine. But if you run the football and it's not garnering garnering any real yardage, like it's still putting you in third and third and long, then go quick game. Because quick game is still running the football. You're now getting yourself in third and third and five. The goal is to get yourself in third and manageable, in my opinion. You know what I mean? If running the football gets you in third and manageable, then run the football. If it's not working, then don't just run the football just to run the football for balance. I think all like we all kind of get into this 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 niche of we got to run the football for balance. But if the running if running ain't effective, then what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Do you still run the football? But then you're in third and long. Now that means the Giants can tee off and get you, can blitz you in, in third and long. And you don't want that. You don't want to get marked. You don't want Wink in a situation when it's third and long and they're blitzing you because your your two runs weren't effective. You know what I'm saying? So it like I would I like to run Brian Robinson more? Definitely, bro. Like definitely. But it's up to the guys up front, EB2 to call it the right run play to run the football effectively. If they run the football effectively, then he got has he should continue running the football. So if he's averaging four yards a pop. Dude, run the football. If they're averaging two yards a pop on first and second down, like, yeah, you may want to change up and may want to have the run. Do do your quick game and throw the football. So because the because Kansas City, if you look at Kansas City, everybody loves Kansas City. If you look at the rating, the rate of what they're doing compared to what Washington's doing, they're throwing the football probably. They're like maybe they run the football maybe three times more. Their balance is off too. It's just as just as bad as Washington. So it just depends. I mean, I get it. But see, my thing is for teams like Kansas City, even Peyton Manning's best years in Indianapolis, they didn't have the strongest running game. But when yeah. they did run it, it actually worked. So I think that would make a difference. You know what I mean? If, if they but you got to be effective. That's what I'm saying. You got to be effective. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. You got to be effective. Yeah. I, think, I think perspective has changed because, for example, we used to always compare Derrick Henry in a, t- in a Tennessee Titans situation. Like, they'll stick with it no matter what. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, that yeah. you can actually pass the ball, I think it's like, you know what? Sam and the offense is still turning up regardless, yeah, so I'm okay agreed. with the lack of balance. Yeah, but but yeah. when it wasn't a lack of balance and, and they struggled to throw, it was like, all right, yeah, we got run, run, run the ball. No, I agree. Totally agree. No, no, I agree. I feel like if you can't throw the football, if you're not good at it, you need to run the football. Like, if you're not good at it, you need to run the football. Because at least you, all right, if you give me two yards here, then two yards, that's third and six. That's what Pittsburgh you know what does. That's yeah. what Pittsburgh does. Yeah, because but they, they don't trust their quarterback like Sam. Right. So, but Sam's a dude that could get you – chunk plays the problem with playing that style is like so that style to your point right that's the i think again people talk about playing complementary football and they always say like you keep your defense off the field but it only works when you're running and you're getting first downs like it only works that way so if you're running and you're not getting first downs and your defense is bad and especially washington's defense that gives up quick plays like dude if you're running the football you're not getting first downs running the football and the other on on the other side those offenses are getting are getting touchdowns or quick plays, just like we saw against Chicago, right? Like it wouldn't matter if you ran a football in Chicago on, on Thursday night because they were getting touchdowns or DJ Moore was getting touchdowns or quick plays, so it wouldn't matter. So I'm like you, right? Like yeah, run the football if you're going if run the, if you're productive, run the football. If you can't throw it, run the football. But if you're like where Sam Howell is at right now, and you're right, that's the biggest weapon right now for your team. That's the more efficient way of moving the football and then there's nothing wrong with throwing it but yeah I'm, I'm with everybody like i do get like run the football i understand where people are coming from but it has to be productive if it ain't productive you know what i'm saying like then yeah i like i like seeing them throw the ball and, it, and we talk about this ray all the time like they got a talented wide receiver core like sometimes you might want to exploit and use what you got you just saw deami brown make a big play and that's your fourth wide receiver you know what i'm saying like that's your fourth wide receiver so 
you got Terry, you got Jahan. We saw what Jahan was able to do the last couple couple weeks before this game. So, yeah, I'm like, I get it. Like, but it, yeah, Brian Robinson is, is so good that you do want him to get, you do want to hold, you do want him to talk the, the football and, and and be that power back. I I get it. I'm not against any. I'm not against what anybody has to say about B Rob. All right, so quick? go ahead, right? Go ahead. I think I think EB wants to run the football for real. I really do. I really think he knows uh, he knows more about football than we do. Like he wanted to incorporate so Rodriguez yeah. in, into the mix because he's yeah. he's explosive when he gets the ball. Um, and it worked for a while, but when you have multiple turnovers in a the game, then you got to deviate from that. So I don't think he's I had a chance to really put his imprint. This is his first year. We ain't even we ain't even seen close to what EB I think is capable of. So I want to say give him more time. I would just personally like to see more balance, but I'm not saying it has to happen this week. No, Jack no, no, I, no, no, I get you. Yeah, it'd be I'm dope. With you though. I'm with you, dog. Ball control, so, football, ball control football works, especially if you got a good quarterback, man. Yeah, it works, but yeah, it does. But see, it's wild. Like, if you but if you believe that quarterback is one of them, they, you just about scoring. That's what they, right. that's where, that's what it is. If you, like, you're not worried about, like, when you look at, I'll use, now I won't say Packers, Pat Mahomes is the extreme. But like, if you got like a, a, a Herbert, Justin Herbert, you ain't saying ball control. No, you're saying give me a touchdown. I got it. I got it. You know it. what I'm saying? All right. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. It depends on how you, you view your quarterback. I mean, Sam Howell's yeah. up and coming. I'm not gonna put yeah. him on that level yet, but yeah. So like, all right, for CJ Stroud, like, or see that you CJ Stroud. Do ain't worried. Do ain't worry about CJ Stroud. Ball control. Yeah, that's, that's like, a different discussion. I hate. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just. I'm like, not gonna deviate from the discussion. That's a different. That's a different topic. <laughs> and, and, and it's amazing you bring him up. You are the old people bring him up. It's amazing. I know because I'm. I was wrong. I'm. But I can. I can be wrong. I'm cool with that. Like he, dude, uh, is I killing it. I'm just. I'm just saying that. It's yeah, interesting. He, he, you know, he's killing it. You know, he's Ohio State too. He's killing it though. So it hurts me to say it. But he's killing it, dog. He's killing it. I gotta get props. You gotta give him his flowers, man. He's. You got oh, to. He just beat. He just beat Joe Burrow, bro. I mean. You got to. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So, if Ron Rivera loses to the Giants, this this horrible Giants team with Tommy DeVito as the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like, a Tommy DeVito, like as the quarterback, bro. Like, does like could he be fired ASAP if he loses to DeVito? I'm to looking at X, and um, it was wild. Is we just got a post? Uh, yeah. This guy, his Twitter handle is How Fan Commander Ray, bro. That's an interesting name, my brother. Uh, <laughs> Consider. <laughs> Considering that I'm a, I'm a Sam Howe fan as well, but I'm not a Commander fan, so the Commander yeah. part you can drop. But at Balls Hog underscore uh, yeah at Balls underscore Hog eighty one. A shout out to him. He put us a short week after the Giants, so no no one will get fired. But the poll right now, Wole fifty seven percent got a lot of votes too. Fifty seven percent yes. Um, I don't see it happening to be honest. I don't. Mm-hmm. Just based on what we know about Josh Harris and mm-hmm. his fixational analytics, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I, I do think it's going to rub people. To, I'm going to be interested to see what Maddie Johnson tweets. Because <laughs> he loves to tweet. <laughs> and they lose to the Woley Giants. They lose to the horrible Giants with Tommy DeVito. I just feel – because that dude is not good, bro. Like, he is not good. And they lose to Tommy DeVito. Like, come on. Like, I'm like – I don't – I'm not saying he's gonna be fired, but I think Josh. I feel like Josh Harris would think about it. Like third. Commanders fans and Wole, turn up, y'all, please. 
why is this why is this even a discussion? The fact that, that y'all think that this team lose, we're excited about E being offense, but it's a possibility this team can lose at home to this Giants team. Yeah, what does that say about this squad? I don't understand nah, it. It's poorly coached. That's what it says. It's a poorly coached squad. Like, I feel like this defense, you cannot trust this defensive unit. Like, all right, I know we're going back to an old game. When Seattle had the ball, when De'Ami scored, right? And Seattle had the ball, no. Commander fan in, in in all of sports sports period all of the United States I don't care if you f- forget that all of the all of the world I don't care if you're located in, in England you know what I'm saying I don't care if you're located in the DMV if you're located in freaking even New York Philly or whatever wherever you are in Africa they could be a Commanders fan in Africa for all I care there's no freaking every fan thought like yo Seattle about to score this. They like said about the score. Like there was no faith. There was no faith. The people were like, "We gonna get this stop." There was no faith. That's why I didn't care. Everybody talking about going for two. I was like, "Bro, I ain't worried about." We talking about going for two. Like they about this. They gonna score. Like nobody. So what I'm saying, like, bro, like, so it goes to coaching. So, t- so to your point, it ain't about the talent because I, I believe that I've seen. I've said this before. On the defensive side of football. I've seen less talented defenders on Washington's team units put out a better output on defense than this team. Period. I've seen less talent. I've seen Greg Williams when Greg Williams came to town. He he had them boys balling. This thing had them boys balling. Thank you, bro. Jack is trash. Thank you, D. Wilkins. Trash. I'm serious. I've seen less talented commanders defense put up better performances than this defense period though i've seen some bad demand commander cornerbacks too and they was better than this bad commander secondaries and they're better than this so i don't want it like to me like you got an offense that can finally do something and you're struggling to win games because like your defense is that bad like you can't trust your defensive unit you play people like mayo ray like for real like that's that's something that you would be comfortable in playing. Like that is a problem to me. Every like you ain't got to be a football fan to know to like to know this. Like you can watch it as a novice and be like, all right, he ain't, he ain't good. Like why does he keep playing? Like he ain't why does he keep playing? And you're like, oh no, nah, he why is he is he is he the only one? That's gonna be a thought process. Is he the only one? Like Jabril Cox has to be way better than this dude, bro. Like, it gets to a point when you are that bad. Like, yo, trash. He is tra- Mayo is trash. So, to me, Ray goes back to it. Like, yeah, when you talk about, dang, man, the Giants are bad. Like, for them to be a possibility. Yes, they're a possibility, right? No matter a possibility, because you got Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera manning that defense, and they are trash. So, it's a okay, possibility. Okay, so, so, so you go on that Mayo constantly. He's a player. that It speaks to Ron, not just being a coach, but also – one that has been in charge of personnel decisions. Yeah, there's, there's there's some bias there. Like, I don't get why you like Mayo so much. Like, I don't even understand why that's the thing. Like, why? Like, <laughs> can we stop even understand? Mayo? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like, he's trash, right? Like, it bothers me. Like, it's like, like you, it's like I think he is he his long lost son or something. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand the fixation on playing Mayo, bro. Like, there are so many bad players that they play just because they want to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, Nick Gates. Why were you playing Nick Gates in the offensive line? Let me go the other way. Like, why, what took you so long to know that he wasn't good? Like, what took you so long to know he wasn't good? Like, for real. 
the Giants game was the only game. Like, bro, he was been he was been, he's been bad for a minute. Like, he was bad for a minute. Hold people accountable. Like, that's all I need. To, that's all you need to do. Bill Belichick would have been like, "Bruh, you out of here." Like, you're not going to, hey, you're out of here. Bill Belichick is a different breed. I mean, they cutting folks on, on Tuesday, bro. They, they're not up. playing no games. When you um, badge, when you mayo badge, you need to be cut on Tuesday. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I think, <laughs> I think it's a matter yeah, he did, of. Gates, yeah, he did make that Gates call. True that. Like, and, uh, and Wiley. And Wiley, too. That's right. Like, well, yeah, I don't know about Gates, but definitely Wiley, though. Definitely Wiley, though. Go ahead, though. Definitely Wiley. I, I think it does come down to coaching simply because, again, just the, the level of play over the years that Ron has been here. He's gotten a pass, man. I mean, the way you guys are, are talking about him, you wonder if a change will be made. But I think it will be Jack before it will be him midseason, to be honest. And it will come from the top. I don't think Ron could fire his boy. I really don't. But mm. uh, making a coaching change, some people say, for what? Why would that matter at this point? Might as well ride the season out, but it's because many want to see what EB can do if he gets the interim position. And speaking of EB, bro, you're a good segue, dog. You're you're, you're good at this, right? Hey, if he, all right. So, right, if Ron is fired till the end of the season, forget the Giants game. He's fired at the end of the season because Ron ain't keeping the job. We already know this. Let's keep the buck. Should should Washington's new GM because Martin Mayhew ain't gonna be the GM either. Washington's new GM make EB the new coach, or do you think they should go and bring the the new GM should bring their own their their own guy. Now nah, you definitely want to make EB the coach. Mm-hmm. There has been a lack of consistency just for many years here. You've had Terry McLaurin, how many coaches, how many quarterbacks, how many I mean, he's 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 seen a lot go on, man. Yeah, true. Um, and oh, Scott if you start oh, Sam Howell from scratch, basically, I think you're gonna see some regression because it's a learning curve. Mm-hmm. If you keep EB here, you see the Antonio Pierce effect in in, in Vegas, right? They on the same yeah, they on the same diet it. plan too. Yeah. And if you see, if you see how this dude has motivated a group that people call Washington West Commanders West, mm-hmm. then I think you want to keep a guy who's more of a rah rah, who's more of a motivator, who's a former offensive player who knows how to how to put up points in this league, who's won Super Bowls, I think you want that experience here. Listen, the history of this franchise is rich, my brother. Facts. There's trophies, multiple trophies in that trophy Uh case in Ashburn. EB also has those trophies. That's the goal. So if you want trophies, you keep EB. You hire Ron for diversity. I like Ron. Don't get it twisted, but you hire that man for diversity. You didn't hire him for trophies. So mm. if you want trophies, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, if you want to take the team back to back to D.C., back to the city, mm-hmm. E.B. is the guy. And he's black. Not, I'm just saying, I'm a little biased, even though I'm a little, you know, a yeah, little light, but still, hey. Dark skin, though. It's all good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all good. And we got a poll, man. Like, do you, on, on X, do you want E.B. To be, to be the next head coach for the Commanders? 82, 80, I'm surprised. 88% said yes, 12% said no. It was a nice little number, too, folks who voted. Um, yeah, you're going to have your detractors out there who they're not going to like it regardless. I'm surprised, though. Like, we're talking, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Magic Johnson, ownership, yes. new stadium in the city. You're talking about trophies. We're talking about winning culture. I think uh-huh. he beats that dude, bro. Yeah, I think he should be the head coach. Uh, I, I don't really understand. So, Ray, this goes back to what you were talking about earlier. I kind of wanted to save it for this discussion. So, you was asking me why, yeah. like, you know, does he have his detractors and his like haters or whatever? And I don't, it's, it's wild because I don't understand it. I don't get it myself. Like I try to sit back and like, because we watch football for years. And even if you're not an expert, we kind of see the trend, right? We see a trend. And you got a young quarterback and he's showing progression. 
with the offensive play caller and the team has shown improvement and the quarterback has shown growth. You're trying to want to keep them together. So you tend to kind of like say, okay, I'll make him the goal is to make him the head coach and I'll probably get another defensive guy to run the defense. Right. And cause you keep that, you keep that, you keep that rapport with the, with the quarterback, right? Like you keep that rapport with the quarterback, offensive coordinator, quarterback, right? So you keep him as your head coach because your quarterback is your CEO of the team. And like, you want to make sure your quarterback's happy and you can have EB as the head coach and he can just hire his own defensive coordinator and it works that way, right? Like we've seen that in football everywhere. Like we've seen that in Dallas. We've seen that in, um, we've seen that in Green Bay. We've seen it in multiple places where you keep, you keep, two, you keep the two together. And, I'm I don't get why people like arch they try to nitpick on what EB doesn't do. Everybody, every play caller has something. Like, for instance, Mike Martz was a Super Bowl offensive coordinator. He didn't hate running the football. He hated running the football, but we didn't talk about it. we said Mike Martz was a genius. We say he was a mad genius. You know what I mean? Like, but here, for some strange reason, we want to dwell on okay, we need more bats. And we do. We do need we do need more balance. That's a fact. That's not, no one's knocking that. But we make it seem like it's the biggest deterrent in the world. It makes us think that he cannot play, he cannot call plays. Like this dude is like Ray. You said this. He's a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. We are debating if a Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator with one of the best franchises in this era of football, with one of the premier quarterbacks who hasn't had the same success this season so far yet early. And we're comp- and we're we're acting as if we're too good for Eric Bieniemy, like we're like I don't know we can have Eric Bieniemy back, like really, like for real, like where does that ever happen in football? Period, where you have a guy who's improved your offense, has made has taken a rookie a quarterback, up, and I'm gonna use this term I don't like using it, but a fifth round quarterback that everybody said he's a fifth rounder he wouldn't be successful, and has and now this quarterback is leading the league in yardage or the NFC. I think it's the NFC. Leading the NFC in yardage. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. We're scoring over. Dog, Winston, the last time we scored points like this is Jay Gruden. It's under Jay Gruden. And we're and everybody loved Jay. And everybody loved Jay as an offensive-minded coach. That's the last time we scored points like this. And, we're, and again, I'm going to say this. We're doing this with a rookie quarterback. Jay didn't do this with a rookie quarterback. Nobody did this with, like, other than Shanahan with RG3, no one's had this type of success with a rookie quarterback. And, again, he's having it. He's doing this with a piss-poor offensive line. Those teams had Trent Williams. Those teams had Morgan Moses. He has who on his offensive line? And we we out here complaining. And we out here literally complaining about this dude as a, as a play caller. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Like real talk, what are we doing here? Because I can nitpick on any, I can nitpick on multiple offense coordinators. Ain't Ray, we old enough to notice that folk didn't folks wasn't folks hating on Andy Reid to a little bit about his him not running the football. And in, in Philly, they were like, you know, Andy Reid sometimes he gets too pass happy. Andy Reid was what was Andy Reid doing? Dominating the NFC East. Folks on our side of town would be would be like, damn man, Andy Reid like he just the best coach in the NFC East. That's what we would say on our side. People in the Philly would be like, Andy don't run the ball enough. But on our side, we'd be like, Andy Reid, or most of the league would be like, Andy Reid is one of the better minds in football, period. Yeah. Why do we do I, this? Why do we do I this? Like, know. why do we do this as the fans, bro? Like, 
I'm listening to Ray. I'm listening to the radio, and I'm hearing. I don't care. I'm like, this is what pisses me off. And I'm bent now. Now it is. Now it's happening. I listen to the radio, and I'm and I'm listening. Oh, I listen to, to Ron Rivera's pressers, and I'm hearing the questions about Ev. Like, wouldn't you like to see more? Like to run the football this or do this more? I'm like, bruh. Y'all using y'all say everything negative about trying to throw every type of shade about this dude, and again, this dude is better than some of the people y'all stuck up for. Y'all the same ones that said that some of y'all the same ones that said the Sam Howell shouldn't play last season. Y'all the same ones. Now y'all all on the Sam Howell bandwagon. Y'all the same ones who say she even touched the field last season before. Y'all said that he shouldn't touch the full floor. I'm um, touch the field, but then when he played all right against the Cowboys, then y'all tried to y'all tried to detract y'all statements a little bit. Uh, man, I'm sick. I don't want to listen to some of y'all. None of y'all talk about EB because EB has been that dude for for Washington. He is the common denominator. We talk about what's happening in Kansas City right now. They ain't the same offense. Look what's going on here compared to last season. It's a different offense. <laughs> hey, Wole, what I'm going to say is this. You got McVay, O'Connell, Shanahan. When yeah. people get out the building who are actually really good at this, yep. then it's the complaints. Oh, look who we could have had. Look who we had. There you go, okay, now you got a guy. Yep. who actually is putting up numbers, and he's developing a young quarterback who can be a franchise quarterback, which you haven't nice. had. I'm trying to say, listen, you better support this dude, man. You got to do it now. Whether he's the coach in waiting or whether he replaces Ron midseason, that's that's up for debate because we don't even know if Ron is going to lose his job. We we doubt he's going to lose his job anyway. But like, in terms of last, supporting EB and, and, and EB bringing a culture change, man. You don't think he'll lose his job next season? You don't think he no, no, who, I'm talking about midseason. Oh, I'm talking about for next season. I'm only talking about next oh, season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh well, well, true, true. My bad. Well, yeah, yeah. E EB's the guy, man. No doubt. Yeah. 100%. So if you, if you look at the stats, EB stats, right, just look at the commander yeah. stats right now. Like, right now, in terms of offensive yardage ranking, they're 16th. Last year, they're like they were bot they were bottom half. And they averaged 21 points per game, 21 points per game. They were they're 17th this year. Letting uh, they're 11th in the red in red zone offense. 11th. Last year, they were 24th. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this in terms of TDs, touchdowns. Scott Turner averaged last season average. He was tw averaged 29. I mean, eight. Sorry, 18, 18 points per game. Well, 19 points per game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. Your Jack need to go. I'm with you, homie. You do. I'm just, I'm just annoyed, man. I don't like these. I don't like that one thing about. I don't like that narrative, man. I feel like, I, and I be seeing it, man. I be seeing it with these beat writers, these commander beat writers. I, I be seeing that narrative, and it's like, I'm like, what do you don't like about EB? Uh, so I think he puts Sam in a bad position, a bad predicament. Like, he does? All I see Sam is getting better. I don't see Sam in a bad predicament. Y'all weren't a big Sam, y'all weren't big Sam believers before the season, but now you are? The reason why it Sam comes, is playing well is culture. Yeah. Comes down to culture. I agree, you guys, bro. anybody play for him, Tyreek Hill and others, they'll tell you about who EB is, man. We, we again, we have Breland on this show talk about who yeah. EB is. Exactly. Uh, bro. Gotta change. Gotta change the culture. Got to. Got to, bro. Uh, uh, even amongst the media, they they need to change because, they need, bro, they need to change. I don't know what Fact. it is. They need to change because this 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 is this this is something that needs to stop. It needs to stop because they a little extra, Ray. They very extra. Sorry, right. you know that's why we're here. That's, that's why, why we're here, here, bro. All right, man. We talked enough about the Commanders. Time to talk about some Wizards. Um, we're gonna close the show. Just show us the Wizards talk. All right, Ray Rookie Wizards rookie for Bilal Kolabali has played well of late, including a 20-point game against the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday. Ray, do you think the Wizards should consider starting Kolabali? Uh 100 percent 
Mm-hmm. You and I talked briefly about him last week. He's the future of your franchise. We asked the question last week, can you build your franchise around him? We both think you can. Mm-hmm. Might as well start now. ESPN Power Rankings. Uh, basketball, NBA. Mm-hmm. Wizards are number 30. Right <laughs> right, right below uh, Detroit Pistons, who have had a number of injuries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, my I see, I, see you Wil- I see you, D. Wilkins. But um, no, this, <laughs> there, there Appreciate are similarities to what has happened Appreciate for a long time in this franchise. For mm-hmm. one, I remember attending the NBA draft years ago when it was at uh, what was then known as the MCI Center. Mm-hmm. That year, Elton Brandon went number one. Steve Francis went top five. Steve Francis, of course, went to Vancouver. Anyway, yeah. that whole draft, it didn't matter what the Wizards did. It was everybody in the in the stands who were Wizards fans were saying, West must go. Talking about West yeah. Um, I mean, of course, he he's passed away, and we know he's a legend for this franchise, yeah. but now his son yeah. is here, and there's a lot of people saying he must go. If yeah, you want to try to even salvage this season and your job, I think you got to insert this young boy into the starting lineup and allow him to grow and develop, and I think he's going to become – and he's got a dog in him. I think he's gonna he's gonna become that dude. Yeah, I really do. I just feel as though right now, wh- where else are you gonna go at, at this stage of the season when your season is already on the verge of collapsing? Luckily, in the Eastern Conference, where to be honest with you, you know you win three in a row, you're right back in discussion for a playing mm-hmm. spot. So it's not over yet. And this well, you, you, you said playing spot. You think they're contention for a playing spot? They can get it? No, I said if you win, let's say three in a row, you're right. Yeah, shoot, that's true. That's court. that's right. You're right. You're I'm right. just saying it's not that the season isn't gone yet. Yeah, and you right. got this young guy who's talented, who's the future of your franchise. You, no, you, you right, assert now. And I, and I and I see a lot of comments on social media agreeing that this dude he needs to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, a lot of like ninety, like ninety per, like ninety something percent says he should be in the starting lineup. And they're like a lot of folks are saying like, why not? To your point, Ray, Ray like why not start him? Like why not? Start? And that, to, to be exact, it is about I just had it added up. Ninety two percent have like they believe he should start. And, and see, I mean, certain decisions can be damaging long term. It's just like uh-huh. um, we talking about West Huntsville Junior being a coach. His dad traded away Chris Webber. People still are mad about mm. that. You get Mitch yeah. Richmond in return, who's aging, and Chris Webber goes to Sacramento, and every year they challenge in the Lakers. Every year, man. On every year. Exciting basketball. Facts. Every year we are. Every year. Um, and, and, and we're over here watching. We watch so many players leave this building and go win championships. Rip Hamilton, uh, Rasheed Wallace, Ben yeah. Wallace. It's, it's annoying. And we got uh, – uh, look at KCP. We add him to the list, even though he didn't play here long. But yeah. come on, man. Keep the talent you have here. Grow him, develop him. Allow him to become a star in the league. You can become a star in Washington. John proved that. Brad proved that. You can do it here. Um, yeah. Gilbert Arenas? Yeah, facts. Uh, on on X, Dist- District of Buckets said no reason he should he should he shouldn't be. West Unsell Jr. needs to, to slot him in the starting line him every night. Uh, my man uh, Steve said the reason he isn't is because we have a terrible coach. <laughs> Yeah, if you hate, I I told you I like what I like West. It's wild. People that are they overwhelm. I mean, they over uh they over uh West. Uh, back, uh my man Stephen Newman said backcourt should be uh pull uh pulling Kolabali. He called him Pulabali. He called him Pulabali. Gave him a nickname. Jordan Poole and uh Kolabali Pulabali. Um, I don't. I, I like Tyus Jones, the point guard. Y'all know me. I'm like biased with Tyus Jones. Um, but yeah, I think that he should start. He should start. Um, I think he should start with Denny Avdia. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Denny can come off the bench. 
uh, I think he's starting to feel it. You know what I mean? If you watch him play, he's starting to get into it. He's starting to get comfortable. He's shooting the three ball a lot better. Ray, like you said, he plays with a dog. He's not scared. Um, I think he wants the challenge. Uh, I think it's something that this is the guy you're building around. So I think there's you should Koulibaly should definitely be the one. This I think he should start. I, I don't think there's an issue. I, I don't think there's a, it would be an issue with it. I mean, Denny got a, he got a good, nice little pay. Um, but he's to me, he's the type of player that you can be off, bring off the bench and still, and he can still do what he does. Cause you're not wait, you're not trying to like, what is your overall thought process of Denny in terms of what he's going to score? Do you see Denny is a 20 point scorer? No, he's not a 20 point scorer. To me, you'll be fine with him scoring 10. You can do it off the bench. You score 10 points off the bench. You know what I'm saying? And Koulibaly is to me, the guy who could give you 20. So why you would you have bright spots? You need bright spots. You and I briefly talked before uh -huh. we came on about this whole controversy about the broadcasting team and how uh, Ted and management wants to see positive, I, I guess, commentating or, or uh -huh. commentary on this team. It's like, hold up, really? Yeah. And, and look at what's going on. So if you, if you again, you want to insert culture change, you, you got to get this young guy in the lineup. You got to and, and allow him to lead your team. That's, that's just where I'm at. So I'm looking at right now the Wizards getting blown out by the Dallas Mavericks, uh, yeah. one fourteen to ninety one. Without Kyrie, without Kyrie, you're right. Denny Avni has Kolabali uh, has three points, nineteen minutes, three points, uh, one for two from the, like oh, again, one, like one for two from the field, uh, one for one for three, six rebounds, one assist, three personal fouls. But I said like him having only two shots, he needs to get more shots. Like he should get more burn. Like he has he has nineteen minutes. Um, Denny has 10. Denny has 20 minutes. He should get more minutes. I mean, it's the fourth quarter right now. He should get more minutes than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should get, like, you should be featuring him. Just like we talk about in another sport, like how EB has utilized Sam Sam Howell in terms of throwing the football a lot to make him a better player. Well, you need to give, I think Colabali needs more playing time to, to make him a better player. Like, put more, put more through him. Put more on him. He's the process. When Joel and B was young, they were feeding that man early and often. Now that's where they are, man. Start him now, baby. He is the Washington version of the process. Book okay, it. I like it. Book it. I not, it again. <laughs> not anything less. The brother can hoop. Yeah, I like Holabali, man. I think he, he deserves more playing time. He's a guy that this Wizards team to, can run through. And they could be, you know, I don't think they're going to be good anytime soon. But... With a couple of years, they can be a, they can be a they in a couple of years, another draft pick with Cola Bali, they'll be fine. Cause I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't think Jordan Poole is it. So that's another discussion. Another discussion. <laughs> I appreciate you for being here though. You 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 declined the assignment. You could have been, you know, posting shorts to Luca right now, but you I could have here on the show. I came I came for the look, bro. This is what it is, though. You know, the urban sports and everything, man. As a close show, I, I know, I know we somewhat still talking about the wizards, but I've, I've been getting some, like, I mean, some cool, serious, bro. like, fire from somebody on, on X, which doesn't happen. That's why I'm posting about with you, bro. You get fired yeah, for exactly. what? About, about a comment I made about Avery being the potential Southern head coach. Like, I'm, I'm not enamored with, with celebrity coach. I haven't had, to, I haven't had the chance to respond. You're talking about HBC, somebody like Avery being where? At Southern University as a football been, coach. Oh, so. you saw so. Oh, so yeah, so somebody but, came but okay. somebody's coming at me like with, with, some, with some fire. We, oh, we, I'm like seriously though, bro. But anyway, that's another discussion. That's what tell that person, even though they're not watching right now. Like, like you know they ain't watching. They always watching, bro. Everybody watching. They watching, bro. They watching you, Ray. <laughs>
Cause you, cause you're right. You watching, you know. Is he consistently? They, is, is this person consistently coming, going at you? Consistently? No, I don't even know okay. who this is, but I'm just saying they coming at me. So, um, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna try to have some, some, some regular discourse. If it don't work, then I'm just, I'm. That's what's up, man. You know what? In these HBCU streets, man. Keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep coming to my boy Ray. The HBCU streets is not too bad. It's, it's the Commander streets that kind of are, are a little frustrating. I watch from the sideline. I watch, I watch you go back and forth with folks. Oh, I love it. I, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extra though. I like, I love the smoke. I'm extra though. I love it. Yeah. Like I love it because we have. A, but I've learned to be respectful. Like I've learned to be respectful. I'm like I like to take people's opinions and be like, okay, that's your point. That's your opinion. Oh, because I I even tweeted Craig Hoffman about Eric Bieniemy. I saw it. You saw it. I mean, but see, I wanted he, his reason. He, he's respectful in his point of view, and he and he again, you can talk with him. You can have a discussion yeah. with him. Yeah. But not everybody you can have a discussion with. No, nah, no, nah, because everybody want to act like they they want to be demonstrative. Like they like they know everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. That's all. Like, I mean, I'm, just, I'm all about let everybody, let everybody get their word out, man. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, just just keep it. Like, I just just say the truth about what you feel about Eric enemy. Oh, this is all, I didn't want to say this or ask ask you this though. <laughs> we back to the enemy. <laughs> nah, it's not the enemy. It's, it's actual. It's, it's a larger problem. Not just oh, go ahead. It's a larger problem. Oh, yeah, right. I, oh gosh, what is it about black hair coaches? Yeah, black. No, black. Yeah, uh -huh. what happened? What I tweeted? Like you saw it. So I feel like there's a stigma. There is a stigma when it comes to black offensive head coaches. Offensive coaches, like they don't get the opportunity, like a black. Even I mean, not seeing a black, like black coaches don't get chances. Like the chances, we all know it's an issue with black coaches in general. But I feel like owners are more inclined to go after the defensive, the defensive uh, coordinator. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. offense and an offensive coordinator. That's Todd Bowles, Raheem Moore. Yeah, if you look it's, at the. It's, I, it's, yeah, that, yeah, that's obvious. Because oh, I feel yeah, like when also, Eric, go ahead. Because I feel like that's the reason. That's the re people when they talk about Eric Bieniemy being a like he's a problem or whatever. It's more than that. Like to me, I just feel like it's a lot more than. Oh, we've interviewed some of his people. I just feel like owners are more comfortable of the you know because offense sells tickets. Teams are like nowadays they want their offensive coordinator to run this run their teams, and I just feel like folks don't be going with the uh, offensive. I, th Jim I Call think Jim Caldwell. More. Jim Caldwell is a great coach. How many chances does Jim Caldwell get? Offensive-minded coach. Um, I mean, I get it. Uh, I know. I know you don't want to count um, the Dolphins coach. No, I, mean, I counted I him. He, I counted I know him. He's okay, I counted he's, him. He's one, but I, that's different, though. I feel like that's because it's a. The reason why he's, you know, there is, there is, because because he, he's lagging melanin. That's not that's not good, bro. I feel that's like you know, I Ray, you are. I we claim him. I, I'm going. I'm going to claim him. But we do know how certain people think. That's all I'm gonna say. We knew how. We do know. I, we know how uh, certain people think. I'm not saying that he ain't. I think he is. He is to me. I'm just saying that folks will look at him a certain way and be like, "Oh, he passes." That's all I'm saying. And it's not a knock on him. I, I to me, you got to drop like he black to me. He black. I'm not going to say it again. I think he. I believe he's black. He black. I'm just saying that. We talking about the, the 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 thought process of an ownership. I don't think I think that they are more inclined. Well, if it is an issue, what I'm gonna say is from a positive perspective. Just look at look at the amount of of um, black coaches that have gotten opportunities. Even Antonio Pierce coming off the street. People complained about Jeff Saturday last year. Yeah. Antonio Pierce is in a similar spot. Um, Floor, Brian, Brian, Brian Flores. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. but it's yeah, still yeah. progress, though. So yeah, it's, no, it's progress. Yeah, it's it's progress. Go to that point to where more maybe black offensive minds will get more opportunities. And we just not there yet. 
but the black quarterbacks are evolving. That's um, that's what that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So Perfect. I mean, it, it it all takes time. I don't necessarily agree that they don't get the opportunity. I just don't don't think that there's many right now. I'll say this much. Fit the bill. Um, I will say I'll say this much. I I just want to see what happens with the Eagles' offensive coordinator. Young, okay. he fits he fits the mold. Young, forget color. Young, good offense. And usually that's like, all right, we want to steal from your tree. Like this, your offense has been very successful. We want to steal from you. So I want to see, I want to see if he gets an opportunity next year. I want to see if he's a leading candidate. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. If he's if he ha- if he's not, then I'm like, all right. Then I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, but that's real talk. You know what I'm saying? To our to, to our old school segment, we're being real. That's real talk. All right, May. This has been this has been great, man. Good talking to Ray. I'm glad you, you got you 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 indulged me with that question. I just wanted to get your point of view because I've been going at it on social media as well. People have agreed with me from all colors. Have agreed with me, so I do feel like color doesn't matter, man. I don't uh, think it matters. I think it's just some people are setting their ways. There's some people who love Scott Turner, just like Heineke is still beloved in here, even though, yeah. So I'm gonna say folks. I'm gonna say folks people, agree with me, but it's okay. I'm okay with people having their opinions. I just want people to be rational with it. That's yeah, all. I, agree. Um, I agree. But if you're not, again, I can't control folks. That's why we pick and choose what we do and who we talk uh, to, and we keep it moving. But numbers speak for themselves, and somehow EB together are putting them numbers and putting them numbers, continue. putting them numbers, bro. Anyway, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tune In, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also follow us on X. I'm about to say Twitter on X at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel. Like this video and subscribe to this to subscribe to our channel. Hit the red subscribe button. Appreciate it. We got all love for y'all. Appreciate the folks who were tuning in and who were chatting with us. Um, y'all are really yeah, no doubt. Definitely the H and my man Lou. We got to reminisce too at the beginning of the show, man. Appreciate the homie Lou, uh, D Wilkins as well. A uh, and Timothy, Timothy too. Um, check out the home of the urban sports scene, Empire Media at empiremedia.com. And this show can be found on the podcast DC app. Download the podcast DC app to listen to hear all of the Empire, uh, sh- Empire Media shows as well as other great content. All right, man. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. I, I know I'm being real redundant, but it is the truth, man. Without y'all, man, y'all help us get this thing going and get this thing popping uh, on this new platform we kind of embarked in, and it's been, and it's been kind of working. So we appreciate y'all. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Saying for Ages. Deuces, A Mega. Lead us out, big homie. Yeah.